This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Phil Brilo from Extra Frame, PBA.com. Dwight Albrecht just rolls on in right before the music plays. <laughs> he had approximately seven seconds. What's up, guys? Sits down, Good puts morning. headphones in. He's all ready to go. I mean, I'm glad you're here early. You. That is I, I th- impressive. I thought maybe Dwight had one too many margaritas last night. I saw him out at dinner. We just happened to cross at the same place, and all of a sudden, Dwight's strolling in the door. Also, next you know, Margarita in hand with him and his wife Betty and his daughter Ashley. And I'm like, oh, okay, this could be an interesting show on Sunday. And then Van shows up. <laughs> Van yeah. was there too. Van was there too. Oh my goodness, you guys had a full house. Yeah, a nice reunion. Yeah, that's nice. So. Very good. Uh, and Van McNeil, of course, former co host of this show. Uh, and now uh, helping out an extra frame from time to time as well, right? Over at PBA.com. Yeah, he helped us out at World Series of Bowling. Uh, we had those. Uh, great wrap-up uh, YouTube shows about every part of the World Series of Bowling. You can see Van in there a few times. All right, so coming up on today's show, Kyle Troop. Everybody knows and loves him with his huge fro. Uh, coming up uh, in about 15 minutes from right now, 9.15. Now it's it's not taped, so hopefully he answers the phone at 9.15 in the morning, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Uh, also coming up, uh, Chuck Weiss in-house from Kenosha Tremper Girls, a bowling team uh, and a longtime friend of mine from back in the day. We used to bowl together. We'll talk to him coming up, uh, too. I want to get your thoughts first, uh, Dwight and Phil, on Jason Belmonte, uh, winning player of the year. I don't think anybody is too uh, uh, shocked that he won player of the year. Uh, You're not surprised, are you, Phil? No, my vote went for him. Okay. So, now having said all of that, where's Belmonte starting to stack up amongst the greats? Like I said a couple of weeks ago, best all-time after he won the the world championship. He's won 14% of the tournaments he's bowled in. I mean, he's a better record than Earl Anthony has, than, than Mark Roth, Marshall Holman, any of those guys for winning percentage of tournaments. And it, I, I would actually call him the greatest of all time at this point right, right now. now. Yeah. You're calling it. Okay, yeah. Dwight. No, no, Dwight is more attached to the old school, so this would be fun. <laughs> Go ahead, Dwight. Well, Where is he, like 10th, 15th? No, it, it, but here's the thing that I tell customers during the, sh- uh, the week in the shop is, do you, do you think he's received as much – um, if he, because he's not an American bowler versus an Australian bowler versus international player. Let's just say if we had an American player that had his talent, would they easily go to say that he was the greatest of all time? What, no, he's got a new bowling ball coming out called The Drive, and, and they've been doing some Facebook video on it. And I was amazed on how hundreds of little likes were going across the screen while I was talking. So, I Listen, mean, this man I, I is don't, popular. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what's going on over here with these two, with Chuck and his daughter, but I said Jason Belmonte, her eyes kind of lit up See? over here. <laughs> so I think she may like Belmonte. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's what it looked like. Well, he's got charisma. Right. I mean, and, he, and he does great interviews. Um, and he's I, great with the people when he does events. Go, you look at the Castle Lanes event they did a couple of years ago, they packed that joint and everybody loved him. Agree, but there's going to be a percentage of people out there that because of the two-handed, they think that he's cheating. That's what it's going to come down to. Oh, that's to. old people. But, yeah. but, but uh, uh, again, I, I, this is my thing. 
American or not, he got put on the map because of the two-headed bowling and because ESPN caught on to it. And ESPN helped to blow him up. So then not only was he a two-handed bowler, but then he became the best bowler on the tour. It's one thing to be a, a you know, a trick pony or whatever. Uh, and yeah, okay, it's fun to watch you, but you're never going to be amongst the best with that crazy shot. It's fun to, to look at and laugh at or whatever else. Oh, he tries hard. But this dude, not only did he become the, the best currently, but he also helped influence a bunch of other people that came up behind him. Absolutely. And he's influencing juniors also. We're seeing more and more. Right. People trying the two-handed or or the one-handed type of bowling. See, and and that's the that's I kind of think the thing that that goes along with it. Okay, so we go from there. Then we go to rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be honest, I'll be completely honest with you. Rookie of the year, you could have thrown a coin up in the air for me and said, said "Oh, pick a rookie." I I said Sanders going in. That's what I who I thought it was going to be, and that's who it ended up being. Was there anybody else close to Sanders, Phil? It was just him, right? No, the lock came in when he made the top five at the World right. Championship. I mean, he had the he had the title. Some people tried taking away a little bit because it was a plastic ball event when he won the the Billy Hardwick Memorial in Memphis in June. But you got to get through an amazing field, any no matter what balls in their hand at a PBA tournament. And he bested the field in that event and showed it wasn't a fluke by making the top five at the World Championship. You're crossing four different patterns, all the different changes you need to make in your game to keep up with it. He did it, made the top five. That was the lock right there for me. Who else would have even been out there, Phil? You see these guys on a weekly basis. Uh, one of the, uh, the Tang brothers, you know, with the finishes at uh, the this, Masters. This but, class isn't but, that big. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't as big as it's been in the past. Okay. Which is fine, with all due respect, because there are so many, as I like to call them, young guns right now on the scene of the PBA Tour right now. Sure, you'd like to have some more young guys, but now you want some of these young guys to start getting – themselves established and you've seen some of these guys starting to get themselves established and so forth right right when you talk about jason belmonte and where he goes do you think he plays and continues to play as long as a norm duke and some of these guys or do you think it's it's not going to be that long i the travel is the biggest part for jason i mean those 18 hour flights each way they get to the mainland and it's going to be part of it i I would think think financially he said i don't think he needs to bowl He's probably pretty close. I would have to imagine. And I would think he could live off of his, what he's done already and make appearances here and there and have people come out and watch him. He could do that and make a ton of money, too, for the next 15, 20 years. Everything that they have thrown at him, like they did with Earl in his day to date myself, they tried, the PBA tried not to make Earl win, and Earl still won. Everything they throw at Belmont. What did they do to he, Earl? Change the lane conditions on his side so he wasn't on TV all the time. There was tournaments where Earl was the only lefty in the top 50. Right. And Earl won because it was just He was just dominant in his yeah. time, and that's what I see with Belmont today. Everything they throw at him, he's able to figure it out. You know, the one thing with me with, with Belmonte is not only has he helped himself, but he's also helped the tour marketing. Because of everything that he's brought with him. You know, we always talk about, well, there's not another Pete Weber. That's an issue. Okay, right. There's nobody necessarily with the Pete Weber charisma, the glasses, the crotch shop, all the stuff that goes with him, right? But Belmonte did bring eyes to the TV sets for the PBA Tour that may not have been there before. I think Belmonte also helped to inspire younger people to bowl that may not have thought of bowling before. I, I, I think he's that type of player. 
and he doesn't wear the black hat like Pete does when he's on the lanes. But no, because but of people behind the scenes, like Dwight, he has the black hat on. Yeah, but because of people that don't like the two-handed bowling and that kind of thing, whenever Belmo's on, oh, somebody's got to beat that guy with two hands. Yeah, and- but he does do some things behind the scenes that can be kind of jerky, if you depending on the bowler. If you ask about Belmonte and yeah, what he's like, Sean Rash. Well, remember what <laughs> he doesn't count. Well, remember what he did to Pete a couple of years ago at the Masters, where he took his chamois yes. and threw it on Pete's ball, and Pete got all PO'd because right, yeah. get that towel off my ball. Or stop kicking my game. ball with your shoe. But it's all yes. head games. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. just all head games with him. Yes. It's gameship. That's yeah. what it is. And then he yeah. acts like, oh, I, I don't do well, anything on purpose. I'm just focused on myself. I'm not paying attention to anybody yeah. else. But that that really is uh, what he is. Now, you look at the next wave of bowlers. I don't see that guy right now. Uh, I don't see that guy that's going to bring people necessarily to the TVs unless it's true. Because of his personality, the hair, uh, the nation. Yeah. Right. Everything that... Right, yeah. everything that you've got going for him, I think he brings up. I don't think Svensson and those guys, I, I don't know if they yeah, bring people to the TV. So under the wire. Yeah, I mean, Jesper's out of his, you know, his personality is building more than it did when we first saw him a couple of right. years ago. He's Very a little quiet. looser on camera, but he's still yep. kind of a quiet guy. And, you know, there's there's not the one guy that is the must see other than Belmore right now on the PBA telecast, at least in a lot of people's minds. Troop will be if he ever gets to the point. Where he gets start winning and competing. Well, his dad was super flashy in his day. Obviously, not the talent that Kyle has, but Guppy, obviously, with his outfits, obviously, that's sure. where Kyle got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And you got to remember, up until about 18 months ago, when, when Kyle won the summer swing, uh, the Wolf at the summer swing a couple yes. years ago, yep. he wasn't a full time tour player. He was working a 40 hour a week job managing a Wendy's and trying to get all his bowling done around that. And now he's, you know, full time PBA tour. You can see he's really made the subtle improvements in his game to get himself up to that next level and get himself as a contender for these world championship titles and these major titles. Uh, that uh, four for four now has eight entry options at Wendy's, in case you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> C. Sparky, five for a lot with Dwight Albrecht and Phil Brylo. Anybody that listens to the big show gets that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Dwight, coming back to you. Okay, so you're Tom Clark, and you're trying to grow the sport. You're trying to grow the PBA Tour, okay? And as Phil pointed out, Kyle Troop is coming to the state tournament here in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, to have him in the house is going to be a big deal. You didn't know that? Oh, she seems pretty happy about that. I don't know if it's as happy as Belmonte, but she's coming along. Okay, so Kyle Troop uh, is coming. That, I think, is good for the PBA Tour. Now, I don't know how many other state tournaments have PBA players coming or not. I'm proud that our state does have a PBA player coming, and it's a young Hipper kind of dude that can relate to the people that are bowling, not that far removed from it. He's got some style, likes to have fun, dancing on TV. So I love that. I just wonder how many other ones there are across the country where these guys end up showing up and, and being a part of it. Well, once again, in Wisconsin being a little bit different because it's a club sport. Right. So whereas down in Illinois, it's run by the Illinois High School State Athletic Association. So that's more, you know, they run that just kind of like they do any other state event. It's not like you have an NBA player showing up at their high school basketball tournament. Well, they might. A Jabari Parker or something might show up. You never know. Yeah, but they're not paying They're him. not paying. Yeah, no. they're not paying him to show up. And nope. Doing that. You know, the guys, the guys, if they want to see somebody else on their own, they're doing it. Yep. So I, I don't see pro bowlers coming to Wausau in March to watch the high school kids other than Kyle that's going to be there. See, that, that's the thing. I'm not saying they show up for free. Yeah. I'm just saying uh, across the country. I think if I'm Tom Clark, I'm trying to figure out how to cut deals, if I can, to try and get my guys in front of some of these younger bowlers. Well, it's not even just the state tournament. I mean, we have the Sean Yona Memorial in March another one. that we put on Spectrum Sports. Rhino Page is going to be there this right. year. You know, last yeah. year it was DeAndre Asbady. And there, you know, years, years before, we've had some great pros with Parker Bone and Brad Angelo. 
Yep. So, I mean, it's another term that gets in front high, of the kids. High school stayed for about the last, what, four or five years? Didn't they have a pro come in every year? It's at least, yeah. It's at least four or five years. They've been, they've had a, they've had a running, uh, uh, I know Weber was star. one year. Duke was, he was year. last year, I believe, for, for high school. So, how was that received? Oh, I'm, very well from what I'm sure. my customers have told me. Yeah, they show me pictures of them with the pros. Right. We'll talk with Chuck and his daughter. I'm sure they have stories. But because again, Pete Weber, look, We've talked about Pete before. I love Pete myself. I mean, I've had an opportunity to talk to him away from the bowling alley uh, and World Series of Bowling, sitting at a bar talking, whatever else. I mean, myself, I love Pete because going back to the day when we did the Miller Park thing when they were yes. here, and I bowled in the Pro-Am, and I bowled in the celebrity thing at Miller Park uh, with those guys, he is one of, I shouldn't say a few guys, but one guy that every single person I talked to that was on his pair loved him. We just absolutely just thought he was funny and engaging and was taking pictures and was he really got that aspect of it. Now, it's different, obviously, if things don't go well and he's on tour and so forth and what his mood may be like right there immediately following that. But as far as dealing with people out and about, I don't know. I, to me, I, I like what what he brings. Now, how did the high schoolers react to I mean, he's an old guy. Let's face facts. I mean, how did they react to, say, a Pete Weber? I mean, like. Chuck Weiss from Treppers here. I mean, he watched him growing up like I did. But then how do our kids react to him? Because they see the glasses, the crotch shop, and all that when he became the personality. It, it, it's a different generation. You know, I mean, they, I he think didn't wear sunglasses and do the crotch shop well, his whole career. I, I think they're going to respect him because they know who that he is. Obviously, they have heard of him type of deal. But I think you're going to end up seeing Kyle Troop maybe have a little bit better interaction because he's younger. Well, he needs to get on Twitter then, because that's where they are. I can I go to tweet out. I'm like, hey, what's Kyle Troop's Twitter? I don't think he's on Twitter. What do you mean he's on Twitter? Doesn't he have he's merchandise of, to sell and stuff? They do a lot of that on Facebook. He has I, a big Facebook footprint. He's going to be on Twitter. I after still I think it would be okay. great if, obviously, he came to this tournament. And let's say that we even had a handful of kids put on a big Afro Fro Nation type of wig, as we talked about. Uh -huh. Wouldn't that be great if he walks in and saw that? Why wouldn't he bring those? I mean, that is a great marketing idea. I, I can't sit there and tell you it's not. A, I think it's a great marketing idea. Yeah. But again, how much it costs to get I done? Mean, you want to get so a forth. smile on a pro's face. You have like five or six boys wearing the same yeah, afro. That'd be pretty funny. All right, coming up next, we'll talk with Kyle Troop if he's awake. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll find out. Castellate's very time bowling show here on the fan. Time Bowling Show on 105.7 FM. The fancy Sparky Pfeiffer, along with Dwight Albert. Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Phil Brylow, Extra Frame, PBA.com. Anything new and exciting going all over by you guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, with our latest release coming out of, of the new balls from all the manufacturers, we're actually going to have our demo day. Uh, Sean Morris from Ebonite, which we'll get right. on the air this year, and he's going to raffle off a ball. First, second week of February, we're going to have uh, Tuesday night, a demo night. So they're going to introduce eight new balls between the four brands, and then the league bowlers can try them from 6.30 to 9, and then we'll open it up from open play. People can come in from the street and try them from 9 to 11 at night. So they use interchangeable grips to get close, right. and they'll have different spans, and um, each manufacturer is going to have two new ones for just the last three months of the year. Anything else going on? Just tournament bowlers getting ready, a lot of hours. Anything else going on? 
Extra frame. Did I mention we have a demo day coming? <laughs> <laughs> Anything going on in your bar area this week? Your bar? Uh, what's, the name of the, what's the name of the bar? Uh, Ale House. Ale House. Anything going on in the Ale House this week? No. Not that I'm aware of. Well, of course not. I'll tell you then. <laughs> coming up this Thursday night from 6 oh, to 8, okay. the Bill Michaels Bud hey, Light Huddle will be out great. there at the Numberland Ale House from Just 6 to 8 this week get the on bus Thursday stuck night. in the ditch this time. Yeah, that wasn't so good. That was no. the RV. His RV. Oh, RV. He yeah, he didn't yeah. have the RV anymore. That's that's okay. long gone. But yeah, so it's the last Bud Light <laughs> huddle of the year uh, with Bill Michaels and whoever he wrangles up to be on the okay. show with him talking football. Coming up this Thursday night uh, over there and uh, you can go out, have some. Well, you have can come some in and say hi to us. Dinner at the and hang out. Right. Yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> uh, okay. See, I'm glad I tell employees of their plays what's going on. Yeah, well. <laughs> what in the world? All right, uh, joining us here in studio, as you could tell, Kyle Troop did not answer his phone. I suspected that might be the case when I said it was going to be live, but I texted him, so we'll see what happens. Uh, joining us here in studio, talk a little high school bowling uh, from Kenosha Trumpeter. I see. I said girls earlier. I probably should say women's team. Should I say women's team, Chuck? It, w- w- I mean, which which is better? Uh, girls team. Girls team. All right, so he's still girls team. Fine. His daughter's sitting next to him. That's probably part of the reason why he said girl. Uh, so, uh, girls team uh, here uh, in studio along with his daughter. Uh, all right, Chuck. So first things first. Uh, tell us why you brought your daughter, other than it's it's your daughter. Do you have another reason? You have nothing, do you? <laughs> no, nah, she's you know she's my daughter. She deserves to come up with me, and um, you know she's a senior this year, uh, going on to UCM for bowling. So I figured nobody knows what UCM is. Uh, Calvin Memorial, C- Central Missouri. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Oh, Central the, Missouri, the Jennies, Central Missouri, the right? Jennies. Yes. Yeah. The Hoosies? The Jennies. The Jennies. What's Great the mascot? bowling team. What's the, horse, the mascot? Right. What it's is a, it? It's a mule. A mule. A mule. Yep. Oh no. Yes. You got to wear a mule on your shirt when you go to school. Yeah. She smiles and says, "That's yeah. a great bowling team." My accountant's daughter was on it all four years. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Well, I very, very strong bowling team. Sweet. Where are they ranked this year? Uh, I don't I'm think not, so. I'm not sure. I don't think they are ranked this year, but they are showing a lot of improvements this year and doing very well. How long has their coach been there for? A while? Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably the same one that yep. your accountant mm-hmm. kid had. Got his name. Um, Holmes. Coach Holmes. Yes. Is yeah. it Ron? Ron Holmes. Ron Holmes, yes. yes he's right. been there for a long time. And yep. Tatum Ruffalo, the young lady from Waterford that shot the back-to-back 300s last year, is a freshman on that team at Central Missouri this year. So they're they're going through a nice, uh, I wouldn't say rebuilding program, but uh, having her as a freshman on the team, uh, she's put out some pretty strong efforts from what I've seen on uh, some of her stepfather's uh, Facebook postings. Yes. So they've been uh, doing well at a lot of the tournaments. Uh, Kyle Troop just attacks me, said he messed up. He decided to bowl in tournament after all this weekend and didn't tell me. <sighs> so he said uh, that they're four frames ahead, and he might be able to call in in like five minutes. So we'll see if uh, we can get him on the show still and find out what he's up to. Uh, okay, so uh, for those that don't know, most of you don't know, obviously, Chuck Weiss and I grew up uh, back in the day, and that was one of the main reasons I wanted him to come in here, to be honest with you. So back in the day, there were a group of us, right? I mean, there was himself, um, other guys that nobody else knows, Keith Anderson, Jim Capps, and so forth, that all grew up together. And I'm sure you've probably told your daughter this before. I've said it on this show numerous times about you and others that we all grew up with. If they would have had bowling teams back in the day, I'm pretty convinced we would have won state, considering how good the bowling was down at Kenosha at that time. And there were, it wasn't like there was like two or three guys. There was probably a dozen guys that were all pretty good bowlers back then. 
Oh, absolutely. We had Jim Caps. We had Mike Campus. Campus yourself. Yep. Tony Jakovic thought he was really good. Yeah. Yeah, he thought he was good. He's he's good now. Now he's a fisherman. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, we didn't have that opportunity in high school like the juniors do now. And not at all. No. There Wait. wasn't even a thought of it. We had a junior tour back in the day that we did every month or every other month, and that right. was it. That was it. That's all there was. And, you know, it's, it's crazy because now we're talking like old guys or whatever the case is. But I remember specifically back in the day um, bowling down there and – People talking about, not everybody, but a couple of guys talking about, boy, you know, again, the PBA tour or whatever else. And one of Chuck's friends, Dana, really thought he had a legitimate shot. But you needed sponsorship money. You needed money in order to even have a chance to even crack it. And that was the biggest hangup with him. And I have to imagine today it's probably still a huge hangup, Phil, for a lot of bowlers that are trying to get to that point. Especially with as sporadic as the tour is. I mean, you got the... World Series of Bowling, and then these guys have basically been off since then till we pick it up with Japan Cup this week and the big February in, in a couple more weeks. And it's not just a sponsorship when you're on tour, but finding something to do while you're off tour as well that you can afford to you know feed yourself and keep a family. Right. Yeah, it's almost a yeah. second job type of yeah. deal. Because, I mean, back in the day, I mean, you were on Bowling with the Champs, Dwight, obviously, all the time. Was there ever a consideration for you and then what it would take to, oh, to sure. get to that point? Absolutely, and then I watched the pros come to town and watched how many games they had to bowl and watch how they had to live out of a suitcase. And I was just driving was, everywhere, right? It's not I, flying. You're driving. I wasn't ready for it. After you know, it's the lifestyle. I was not ready for. I did. I enjoy bowling. Was I good at at my age? Sure, but I didn't want to leave home. And back in the '80s, it wasn't just walk into the tournament, pay your entry fee, and bowl because the fields are so small. You had to get through those Monday morning rabbit squads. Right. And there were a couple hundred guys that were out there for bowling for 30 or 40 spots in the tournament. And if your day was – if your you know tournament was done on Monday and you're waiting another week before you can bowl another That's pre-tournament horrible. qualifier, that was the big difference in the 80s is that those fields were, were bigger and it was a tougher and- way to get even just – into a regular tour event if you didn't have the status that you had as an Earl or a Dick Weber or somebody sure. like that. And I used Bowling with the Champs even though it was a local show. I always looked at it as if I couldn't win that show, how am I going to beat against the ones against the, the whole world or at least in, in the whole United States? Because you got to remember every city has that same talent. So I always kind of looked at Bowling with the Champs as if I couldn't win locally, how am I going to win in another city? And you just look at the number of local bowlers that are in the USPC Hall of Fame, like Gary Dereshevsky, Jeff Rickles, all these guys, and they went out on tour in the 80s right? and came back home after a year or two, and the yep. sponsorship money was gone. And, and they didn't make a, t- a time TV to, final. Yeah, time well, to get back and get a real job. See, my, right. my thing is, I mean, obviously, Dwight, you went through it probably at a different level than obviously Chuck did, but so now you have kids or whatever, and now she decides to bowl and so forth, but now you have the opportunity to help coach her uh, and now you obviously are going to college to continue to bowl, which is something, again, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of that available for any of us either. Um, that that has to be a completely uh, different mindset for you to be in that position where you can help her grow and help all the other girls grow as well. Oh, absolutely. It's it's tough at times because, you know, she is my daughter. She don't like to listen to me too often, but she does. We didn't like to listen to my dad either. You remember that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't like listening to our parents. They didn't know anything. But she's she's doing really well. Um, And it is fun to teach the other kids on what I've learned and what I know and let them grow. And I've coached for four years now, and it's it's wonderful to watch them all grow up from a freshman all the way till now. Does she uh, have crazy antics? 
uh, kicking ball returns, no, throwing stuff. She's actually very, she's actually very, very quiet. And yeah. you would have been mortified had you watched us all bowl when we were your <laughs> yeah. age. You yeah. would have been mortified. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is here. Kyle Troop from the PBA Tour joins us now. On the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Phil Brilo, and Dwight Albert from the Spare Time Pro Shop. Kyle, thanks a lot for coming on. My guys, thanks for having me. All right, man. So where where are you bowling now? What what tournament are uh, you in? I'm bowling a uh, Charleston eight gamer down in uh, South Carolina. Got up at a uh, four forty five this morning to make the drive down. Are you out of uh, your hey. damn mind? Quarter <laughs> <laughs> hey, to five in the morning. I bowl for a living, so we got to take it when we can. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, Charleston, South Carolina. There's there's worse places to be in the world right now than South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that over with. I'll take that over Wisconsin at this point. Uh, hey, uh, we, we were talking about this before, and Jason Belmonte obviously wins Player of the Year, um, and talking about where he ranks among the greats. And then we were having the conversation of okay, so. He brought all these eyeballs to the TV sets through his time. Pete Weber brought eyeballs to the TV set uh, as well and has for the last you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever the case may be with Pete. But who's going to be that next that next personality that helps to bring eyeballs to the, uh, to the TV set? I nominated you as that guy. Um, where, where do you th- think about yourself being in the next few years? Do you see yourself kind of being maybe one of those faces of bowling as far as how you see your future going? Yeah, uh, you know, I really don't like to uh, look too much into, like, you know, who I am on TV and, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, I definitely realize that, you know, I definitely uh, bring some eyes to the screen, like like you said. But, uh, you know, that's kind of the role that I play anytime I bowl. You know, uh, my father always said that his first goal was to entertain and second goal was to bowl well. And, you know, I kind of try to live by that as well and, you know, uh, bring some bring some flair to the lanes and, you know, bring some more flair to this sport because, you know, we need some more excitement other than, you know, just uh, walking up, throwing some strikes. So, you know, if I could make, you know, more than one show every year and a half other than, like, the PBA League and stuff, uh, maybe we could start getting some more steady viewers. And, you know, I'd definitely like to be the, the hype guy of the PBA, so to speak, because, uh, you know, I'm growing in my game, you know, feeling more confident and whatnot. And, you know, the more times I've made TV, you know, I'm starting to feel even more comfortable and, and uh, the more comfortable I get, the more exciting it'll be. So hopefully we can fill that role in a couple of years. You are music to my ears. And if I was Tom Clark, I'd give you a big old hug. Because, I mean, from from the perspective of, you know, I'm an entertainer and a bowler. And I think that has been lost along mm-hmm. the way with a lot of guys that have been in position to be that entertainer as well. And I think blown, you know, money opportunities for not only the PBA, but for themselves too. Because when you get to a certain level, now mind you, you have to have Twitter, Kyle. You you need to get on Twitter uh, at yeah, some point. I, yeah, I had an account and it got hacked, and I've kind of just blown that off. But yeah, I guess I need to. You, you need to get on Twitter. Set yes, my Twitter game back up. Yeah, you need. I went to tweet. I tweeted it out. I'm like, he's not on Twitter. How is he not on Twitter? Um, but from that perspective, do you find yourself having conversations with some of these different guys as far as what you just said? I mean, you know, there's some of them, but, you know, honestly, when I look at, you know, the players that we have on tour, uh, I mean, I don't really see too many, you know, characters, I guess you could Correct. say. You know, we have our personalities and stuff, but it's pretty dry. You know, I mean, it's a pretty dry tour, it seems like. You know, the older guys, you know, they're more old-fashioned. You know, they're focused on the game. And the younger kids, you know, uh, I think, you know, growing up having Guppy as my father, you know, I kind of 
got to witness a different style of bowling when I was young. So a lot of the younger kids, you know, I'm still young as well, but, you know, I don't really think they understand the entertainment side of it because, you know, they're focused on their game, which, you know, we bowl for a living and, you know, it can be a tough living at times. So you can't blame them for, you know, uh, just trying to focus on their game. But, you know, hopefully, you know, I've tried to start some trends and, you know, just bring some more excitement to the sport. Hopefully we can get some more guys on board with it. Yeah, uh, my man Jesper Svensson, the doubles event. You know, I've got him dressing up, you know, wearing some outfits like mine. So, uh, oh goodness, there's a start. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, a huge yeah, start. I've been working on him, like, <laughs> and because uh, we're bumping our outfits up this year for the Roth Holman a little bit better, but he already gave me the big stop sign on one outfit. So, yeah, I'm working on him a little at <laughs> a time. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, we mentioned earlier in the show that Phil said that you were at one time working for a Wendy's, and and so the question I had for you was, when did you decide, hey, I'm going to make the tour a full time gig? Yeah, um, yeah, I was actually, you know, Wendy's was my first job at 16, manager at 18, and uh, you know, I managed. I mean, I still bowled full time, you know, on the tour and the regional circuit while I was working, and uh, it was probably, let's see, April of 2016. I quit, but I'd been thinking about it, you know, probably since the World Series before then, so that I could just, you know, make that leap and really dedicate myself fully to the sport, you know, and really put in the amount of work that I really needed to. And, you know, I did it and it was the best decision of my life. And, you know, once I did it, I had a lot of my friends and guys on tour that, you know, they told me I was probably about two years too late, but, you know, uh, I was still wanting that guaranteed paycheck every week. So, you know, it wasn't really a loss at my part, just getting a little behind the eight ball to get a head start on the bowling. But, you know, I'm glad I made the decision and, you know, it seems to be working well so far. Well, seeing that I'm the oldest guy in this room, actually, I was during your dad's generation. I actually had your dad as a as a pro during the pro am when they came to Milwaukee, and he was a pretty flashy, colorful guy. Obviously, in his era, did you did you get all those ideas from him for your outfits? For sure, that's the that's the troop tradition. Yeah, you know, that's something <laughs> I said I was going to carry through. You know, ever I started bowling regionals at 16, and you know, had the uh, colorful pants. You know, the solid color pants and the button-down flame shirts, which was, ooh, that was pretty dorky. But <laughs> I, uh, I've grown into my style and kind of upped it uh, upped it a little bit. So, yeah, that's going to be a true tradition for life. Do you think your dad got you ready for the tour, seeing that you were around him when uh, he was out in, on the tour for all those years? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think he was thinking about it that way. But, you know, just being a kid, traveling, you know, being in bowling centers my whole life, and uh, kind of – I definitely learned some things from him, but you know, he's also been pretty hard on me at times. You know, he definitely wasn't the uh, comforting, loving father whenever I would bowl bad. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's nothing but tough love, and you know, it actually probably made me into the person that I am now. And you know, I'm thankful for how he did raise me and whatnot. And now this week, PBA Tour starting up again, DHC Japan Invitational. You're gonna be part of that uh, next Saturday and Sunday on Extra Frame. Is Japan ready for Afrofish? Hey. Uh, like I told the Bowlers Journal, the Afro is going worldwide, and, and uh, I'm going to be bringing it full force. Well, yeah, then I've been there once for the Storm Fair in 16, but you know, I'm actually going to get the bowl and compete this time. So there's going to be some picks flying, and maybe we can get some Afro <laughs> wigs rocking. <laughs> See that, and that's it. Dwight was asking about that earlier. So I mean, with this whole team fish thing that you guys got going, do you bring things like that with you to sell when you go to do different events? 
Well, I mean, I kind of like, you know, whenever I go to Japan, I'll just bring some shirts to give away. Uh, you know, I really, I don't really bring the merchandise with me. You know, we do have our website and whatnot, but yeah, I kind of feel like that's taking advantage of the situation a little bit. You know, I'm there to bowl. I'm not really there to try and sell merchandise and take, <laughs> you know, uh, take some, you know, shine off of the PBA and the bowling. But, uh, you know, I mean, I push the merchandise through fans, you know, pro-ams and stuff like that, but I've pretty much left that to the Facebook and the internet sales because you know, I am still uh, focused on the bowling when I'm there. Five, but then bring somebody along with you with a nice big moving truck that just pops open the back in the parking lot, <laughs> and they sell it out of the back, and you can focus on your bowling when you walk out. How much we make today? Yeah, $600. Oh, not bad. And I was bowling, and my buddy Henry here was uh, selling all the merchandise out of the back, as long as it's somebody that you could trust, man. And yeah. not to mention the fact that PBA should be on board with the Team Fish as stuff as well. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. is Team Fish on Twitter? Uh, we have a Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you know, the, the Twitter game, you know, that's uh, something I've never grown to be a part of. But I'll uh, definitely have to have a talk with Connor Pickford. He's definitely a little more on the Twitter game. So I can get him working on that, and I'll try and get my own account made back up. Cause... Well, if nothing else, just for, for moments like today, like when you're on radio or doing TV interviews or if you're on the PBA tour, just to be able to throw that out there. Because then once you get the followers, just similar to Facebook or Instagram, and then when you decide that you do want to make money off of your merchandise, then you can, you know, start promoting it that way too. I'm just looking out for you, man, for, you know, down yeah, the line. No, that's all. Yeah. yeah, that that's all it is. Hey man, I know you got to get back to bowling in your tournament. So thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks guys for having me on. You bet you take care. There he is. Kyle Fish. Check him out. Teamfishbowling.com. Teamfishbowling.com. On the Great Midwest Bank Hotline committed to personalized common sense lending since 1935. When you're in the market to buy, build, renovate, or refinance, discover the benefits of simply local banking. Visit greatmidwestbank.com. I'll tell you right now, if I was a pro, let's say I was I, I switched places with Kyle Troop. And I had the big pro. Not and a picks chance and, that would well, ever I'm, happen. Number one, I'm never going to two-hand the ball. You know, I'm too right. old for that. But yeah. if I turned around and I saw a group of people in the crowd that had, like, the big fro and a pick hanging out of it, come on, tell me that wouldn't put a smile in your face. Well, absolutely. But, but again, it's about making money, too, for this dude. Sure. I mean, this is all great. And he says, well, I don't want to take away the shine from the PBA. But, but if I had more time, I would have yeah. been like, no, you're helping the PBA. Yeah. The more stuff with people walking around wearing a bowler anything is helping the PBA Tour with people coming to the TV to watch you bowl. Regardless if they buy their stuff from PBA.com or from you, does not matter. I think it's just getting past some of the Oz Shucks moments he seems to have. Like, you know, well, he's young. Yeah, this is just happening, Oz Shucks. Right, he's young. Yeah, he's he'll young. get there. Yep. I'm, I'm available to be hired. All right, we'll take a quick time <laughs> out. We'll come back. Cash I knew there was going somewhere with that. time <laughs> bowling show. We'll continue to talk a little bit more about uh, high school bowling with uh, Chuck Weiss here on The Fan. Castle Lane, Spare Time Bowling Show here on The Fan. See Sparky Pfeiffer, Phil Brilo from ExtraFranePBA.com, Dwight Albrecht from the Spare Time Pro Shop uh, over in New Berlin, Chuck Weiss, coach the girls' team down at Kenosha Tremper. Daughter Courtney here as well, and we were talking that she's going to get to go bowl uh, in college uh, and, and continue on with her bowling career. So my question to you is, when you get in that situation, and Dwight's daughter was in the same situation, when you get in that situation, is it for you about the bowling team of as far as where you want to go, uh, or is it about the educational things that are available to you? and the programs that are available to you, what was it for you that drew you to 
this program in Missouri? I chose Central Missouri mainly because of the location. We have family down there. And for the That's whole right. You do experience. have family down there, don't you? Well, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Okay. All and right, then go the ahead. Co- just the whole bowling experience. I figured I'd get more lane time going there than going to a like higher ranked school. Really? Than saying I bowl for a higher ranked school and never see the lane, than going to a different college and basketball bowling. players, bowlers, all the same thing. Oh, yeah. Don't want to sit and watch. Got to play right away. I want to play as a freshman. I don't want to wait a year. See, and that's well, and that's true. I mean, that's that's college football. That's college basketball. And she's just pretty much said the same thing for her. I don't want to sit and watch. I want to bowl right away. And if you get the improvement as a team, nobody says they're going to be 11th ranked four years from now when she's a senior. They could be second or third ranked in the country. But 11th ranked is still pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're right there knocking on the door of a top 10 program. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Are there any other girls on your team down at Tremper? Uh, that are going to be bowling past high school, or what do you think? Um, I think my friend is going to Milwaukee, and I think she's thinking about bowling. Oh, wow. I'm not 100% sure, but she's definitely Is that the same coach still over at Milwaukee? Yeah, Chad Source. He's a nice guy. Yep, and a lot of other girls also go to Whitewater. Whitewater's ladies are extremely strong yep. for a, a state college. Yeah, and a Division three for NCAA with Whitewater, so no scholarships for those young ladies that go there either. So, right, so it's all fundraising. Uh, it's funded by the school because it's an NCAA sport there. If you go to UW-Milwaukee, it's a club sport. Club. Those young players raise yeah. their own money to go to tournament to tournament over all these weekends yeah, of college it's season. It's not cheap. Yeah. No, not at all. So how long have you been bowling, Courtney? Since I was four or five. So Did he force you to bowl or did you <laughs> want to bowl? Not really. I was raised in the bowling alley, so I just kind of What a surprise. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. See, you know, the... The funny story is about this is when I got into my career field doing radio, I didn't, I had no time to bowl because the hours that we work is, I mean, morning through t- tonight where I'd get off midnight, 1 a.m. or whatever else. So I had no opportunity. So then when we started this uh, radio station, the Sports Talk Station back in 2005, I ended up eventually doing the morning show. And at that point, that one year, we didn't actually have Bucks post game. I started that the following year, which then wiped me out again from being able to do anything. But for that one year, we did um, the bowling league. That's where I met Dwight at uh, for KISS FM's morning league or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, at the bowling center on 76th and Oklahoma. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hadn't bowled in like, I don't know, 10 years or whatever it was at that point. I came back. I swear to God. I came back and I was like, well, no wonder all my friends down there are bowling so well. I shot, I had 215 average, was it? 215 average. I've been bowling like 10 years and I suck. I mean, I'm not that very, I'm not good at all. I promise you, if you came and watched me bowl, you'd be like, how did you average 215? And my answer would be, well, the house shots are gigantic and you have so much room to miss, it doesn't even matter. Well, was he a trash talker when he bowled with you? Uh, yeah. A little That's how he came across too, to me the we first time. He was bowling stuff with, too back then. He was bowling, oh, yeah. I think his teammate was Chuck Gar- Garbedian. Garbedian, yeah. I mean, he was our morning show host. It's just my daughter and my wife, and and, and and these guys are trash-talking me while I'm bowling <laughs> against them. I'm like, well, he was the best in the league. It was him and right. then me as far as average went. So it was right. us too. And I'm just like, okay, you hit the flip the switch on me, and I kind of shot 270, 250 at Dude, him I mean, the he next is, two games. He is psychotic. He is so psychotic. Like... <laughs> If you ever see Dwight Aubrey Bowling, just stay away from him until he's done, and then he maybe he'll talk to you. He is so serious, boy. It is unbelievable. Don't trash talk. To oh, me. I love it. <laughs> but I mean, but but again, going being away from it so long, and then coming back, and then seeing what it's like from from that perspective for you, and then having your dad and growing up in the bowling alley, and then having other girls on your team. I'm assuming who didn't grow up in the bowling alley and have, probably haven't bowled as long as you. 
how is that? Because like all of us all grew up together bowling. And nowadays it doesn't seem like there's as many kids that are bowling from like age six or seven all the way through high school together. Yeah. Well, it's just, you find some people that come to your team that aren't as experienced. And when they come with you every weekend, you just try to. So you're kind of helping too. Yeah. We all kind of help and give advice to each other. Like if we notice they can make an adjustment, we try to remind them to make that adjustment when they go back and. That's great. How is it for you, Chuck, when, you know, they come to you? Because we've heard stories. We've had high school coaches come on over the last several years on this show and talk about how some of these people have no bowling experience and decide they just want to try it and see how good they can be or whatever the case is. And you're really starting from square one and having to build them up at a much older age than what you would want it to be. Oh, I, I think it's actually better because they don't they haven't formed the bad habits over the years. That's true. So you're starting from a clean slate. You can start them off right. And when they're older, they tend to listen a little bit and understand better. Sure. So it's a lot better sometimes as an older age with no experience at all. How common is it amongst the girl programs that you guys compete against to have women on their or girls on their team that have bowled as long as your daughter has? Uh, it's it's pretty common, maybe about 20%. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of the kids, especially on Tremper, have grown up in a bowling alley. It's like a tight-knit community. Right. So it's actually been pretty good. Um, there's a couple teams out there this year that have, you know, two or three girls that have never bowled before. I think Waterford actually has a girl that's a foreign exchange student that they got. Oh, she's trying this year. Yeah. God bless her. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Nothing like that. What have you seen, Phil? Do you see it, think it's more common with girls or boys where they haven't bowled before and now they're trying it for the first time? Recently, it's more on the, on the women's side of things. Uh, I know for the upcoming, uh, Midwinter Classic from Castle Lanes. There's a young lady from Racine Park just started bowling this season and has already kind of worked her way up into a, a reserve spot on the varsity. So the young ladies that are kind of taking to her are the ones that seem to be picking up on things a little bit faster and, and can be a little more valuable part of their team uh, quicker than on the boys' side of the equation. All right, uh, he is Phil Bryle with Dwight Albert. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Castle Lanes Spare Time Bowling Show. I have more questions and maybe a couple of stories coming up next <laughs> on the other side. Castle Lanes Spare Time Bowling Show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Phil Brylo, Dwight Albrecht, Chuck Weiss, his daughter Courtney hanging out here from Kenosha Tremper. This is just surreal to me. Dude, I haven't seen this dude for what? Since like our 20s, maybe? Yeah, it's been a long Probably time. since then. Right. Oh, yeah. And I refuse to ever be on Facebook or whatever else. My fiance's like, well, I'm going to start a Facebook account so I can share stuff with you. Fine. So she did. And anybody that is actually friends with me on Facebook, which there aren't many of you, because um, I'm not allowing any fans necessarily be friends with me on Facebook, I don't post anything. Like, no, I'll I don't like, I, but I, I, don't, I don't post anything because I don't really want to be on there anyhow but that's how i found this dude i was surprised on you got facebook out. yeah right but i'm still not gonna post anything <laughs> um so you're at tremper right and we were at tremper does she have any of the same teachers that we had back in the day no none no, they're, they're all, all new gone. and different they're yeah, all gone I, I think we forced them out including bradley <laughs> the history teacher uh, he's he's not teaching anymore but he's still coaching the cross-country team he is yes it's gonna be like 80 um, yeah, got to be up there in age at this point, right? I do believe so. Yeah, something like that. So I, I don't know what kind of stories your dad told you about back in the day or whatever. I, I pull up and I see it. What are you driving out there? Uh, a Jeep Cherokee. Jeep Cherokee, right. Yeah. 
At, what did you have when we were in high school? I had a Camaro. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. This Camaro, mm, <laughs> it was it was the real deal right there, that Camaro was. And we'd be blasting like, uh, well, what did we play? Def Leppard. That's what it was. Was that a trick Def Leppard over and over and about. And we just turned that thing up and away we went back in the day uh, around Kenosha. But the other fun stuff... <laughs> Um, that that's always fun uh, about Mr. Weiss uh, is, and I don't know if he still is this way. Your dad wasn't the most humble guy in the world back in the day either. You know, he knew how good he was when it came to bullet. <laughs> Let me tell you, this dude knew how. I'm going to embarrass him. I, this is my one shot. I got him on the radio. I'm going to take it. And anybody that listen, but but in fairness to him, I mean. There weren't a lot of humble guys around us either. I mean, wouldn't you say pretty much everybody kind of had an attitude about them that was bowling back in the day? Yeah. I mean, I can just think of a couple off the top of my head. Keith Anderson. Oh, yeah. Had an attitude about him. Um, remember Ken Pop? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He was uh, he was a hothead. Yep. A hothead, right? Yeah, and I, I swore and flipped off pins and threw... <laughs> Things off Did the my Marshall hand. Holman thing, huh? Oh yes, but that yes. was my guy. I love Marshall Holman. We're talking about this in the break about watching bowling Sparky's when you got home. Boy. The bad boy of bowling, Sparky. Yeah, I was very, very angry young kid. Very angry when it came to bowling. Get very, and you very. You said mad. I'm psychotic, right? But see, I grew up. I, I, I grew up, Dwight. You, you are still holding on to it. I, dude, life's too short to be that crazy about anything. I mean, I get that crazy about sports, obviously, on the air, but not about bowling. Well. You know, I, I actually quit for a couple of years, you know, quite a few years ago because I got too competitive and I didn't enjoy the sport anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't do this. So I actually gave it up and she started bowling and I started missing it. And I got back uh, into it just to have fun. And it's much better when you have fun in bowl than instead of trying to be so yeah. serious about it. I mean, and now I don't, I don't bowl at all unless it's open bowling. That's it. We went open bowling New Year's Eve uh, for a couple hours, whatever. And it was that turn off the lights bowl or whatever else with the kids. Both our kids suck because um, I mean they don't they don't have any interest in bowling in the league or anything else. So they're just like kind of whooping it down the lane and whatever happens happens. And we just go out there and have a fun time, not in a competitive league situation. Have you ever gotten to the point of being burned out, Phil? I don't bowl tournaments anymore. And walking out, walking away type deal. You still bowl league though, but you have you've still never league. quit league, right? Because uh, you've bowled pretty much your not, whole life. Not I didn't. I've never quit league. I mean, I had a period where I just did like substitutions here and there. That kind really? of really. But yeah, I've never quit, but I cut back. I used to bowl four nights a week. How many nights a week you bowl, Chuck? Uh, one night. See, that's that's normal. Yeah. How many nights a week are you bowling? None right now. Because of your health. Your yes. health kicked your butt. That's but in my, di- in my prime, I was five nights a week. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you had all your physical problems, right. man. Wonder you why killed your body. That's right. You killed your body. What was the most you ever bowled in a week? Uh, four nights a week. Four nights a week. Yep. I'm back up to three. You're back when up I'm to home. three. Yeah, the times I'm God home. God bless Monday. all of you, man. I miss it so much, but my job calls. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Getting to go to Missouri, getting to yeah. go home, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. Good well, luck against kind of Trail today, too. they got a tough match. They're battling for the District 3A uh, top spot and go to state today. So. You guys are in second? Yes, we're in second by one match point. Behind um, them? Yes. Yeah, it's oh. a big weekend for us. So. Oh, good. Who's their coach? Uh, Marty, uh, not Marty, Pawlowski. Sarah Pawlowski, uh, yeah, Sarah oh, used to be a great oh, yeah. high school bowler, yeah, herself, and yeah, now she yep. used to be at Tremper when she bowled, and now she's yep. uh, coaching Indian Trail. That's what they do, they take all the good ones from Tremper, <laughs> look at right. their football program, that's exactly what happened in their football program. <laughs> all right, I'm done, bye-bye. <laughs>